into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Dominion fans! Welcome back. To the AfterBuzz TV Dominion Recap. I'm your host, Zach Wilson, and we are talking about episode 202, Mouth of the Damned. I feel like I have to say it like that to have the proper gravitas. Um, Thank you for joining us. Uh, Joining me on tonight's panel, fantastic Miss Jackie Borowski. Hey. Um, And we are going to break down everything that is Dominion tonight. There's a lot in this episode. Do you know, um, this is such a random fact, but um, I was following the Dominion hashtag. Uh, William Shatner is a huge fan of Dominion. Yeah, he was, he was like, br- he was like live tweeting it yeah. last year. Um, I had no idea. If, if anyone out there, just, well, we'll do this at the top, but I'll remind you guys later. If anyone out there, if you, if you can manage to watch the show live, especially if you're a fan, it's a huge help to keeping and supporting the show. Um, the ratings, I think, were a little lower than they were hoping last week. But I know that I know that this show has a rabid fan base because you guys are crazy big fans in the best possible way. Um, but a way that uh, they're, they're constantly, if you want to watch live, they like tons of the cast and the crew and the writers live tweet each airing of the show, whatever time zone you're in. Somebody is live tweeting it. So, like, go on Twitter, follow Vaughn Wilmot, the showrunner, who special announcement. Um, segue. Um, next week for episode 203, Vaughn Wilmot, the showrunner of Dominion, will be joining us once again in the studio. Yay! I am super excited to have him back. He joined us last year. And <laughs> he joined us last year and gave, and we got some really cool, like, thoughts on how the show was built. So I'm really excited to talk to him about how they went into this new season. The show has, um, you know what's interesting is, uh, I watched season one in, like, I said interesting again. What is this? Um, I watched season one in the span of, like, a week because you can. It's only eight episodes. And so I had no idea how strong the fan base was, how much the uh, the crew and the cast are committed to the show. And someone pointed out on our YouTube video that they have, like, a whole backstory online on the Dominion mm-hmm. website. And I... I got lost on that website in the best possible way. I was just like reading story after story after story. And it's so, it's such a beautiful website and it's really well done. Sci-fi is really good about using transmedia to really blow out their worlds. On Helix, they had like the, every week there would be like a new video that would tie into the next week's episode. Um, they're really, they, they're smart with transmedia. And I think that it's, it's a field that's not used enough on TV these days. Um, I mean, sci-fi is the network that's taken the biggest swings, Defiance being the largest transmedia swing of all time with the video game mm-hmm. tying into the show, like, week to week. Um, you can argue whether or not it worked, but they're trying, and so Dominion is another one of those. Um, but let's talk about this episode. Um, I'm really digging this season. Like, I am. This season, I'm digging it 
way more than last season, and I think it's because we got out of Vega. Yeah. Like I said last uh, in the last episode, I was getting a little cabin fever with Vega, and now that we're out, I'm like, oh, there's so many interesting things happening. Vega was always a little too complicated for me, um, so I because le- I really like just like the. For me, I watch this show for. Michael and Gabriel and Alex. Like, that triangle is, for me, what this show is really about. Um, and the other people fill in their stories, but that's who I'm focused on. And so when we've taken, like, when we take a step out of the, pol- the politics of Vega, now we're getting into the fun of, like, what is this world? How do these people play into this world? So Michael, um, I want to start with him because I'm just so I'm really excited to talk about Michael and uh, Mallory. Yes, is the Mallory name of the town. is my absolute favorite. Um, I think location. Yeah, thus um, far. I just want to call it Fire Town though because yeah, that's a way more Fire fun town, town <laughs> name. And um, a stick person, a, a wicker man. Yeah, it's just it's the wicker man. <laughs> it really looks like the wicker man. It's <laughs> uh, funny, and I, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. Um, but it's it's. What I love about this is that there's a mystery there. Yes. Like, there's legitimately mystery going on here. And I'm like, I want to know the answer. Like, there's, like, a genuine, like, I need to know. And I, I need to know. I yes. like. I actually like the fact that uh, nobody knows who Michael is in this town mm-hmm. except for the one character that we do have who learns about him. But um, I, I like that era. He gets to have that era of mystery that he is he had lost in Vega where everybody seemed to know him, know his business because he was protecting the town. Well here he's just a mysterious stranger. And I think, um, I think that adds an, another interesting element to him. I think it's also something that's probably, especially since the beginning of, um, the, the beginning of like, after Legion, I guess you could say like the beginning of the war. Mm-hmm. Um, he, has never really been in a place that people don't know him. Right. He's been the Archangel Michael. He's lived in a tower having orgies. and. <laughs> I actually, you know what else I was thinking is, I like Michael better um, without the orgies, because I like, and, and that, I know this is such a, like, How random. How many times do you get to say that in life? Right? Um, this is such a random thing, but I like the angels as feeling like, separate beings than humans and it gives him that separation when he's not doing as many like human-like things i guess i know that sounds like he's not being human like now yeah well i feel like he's not when i i feel like last episode it was almost like he succumbed to all these human emotions and for me I wanted to see him get above that because I'm like, you're a protector. You're the you're the guy who's supposed to be taking care of the town, and here you have like problems with your mistresses, and you're getting upset with Alex. And it was just there were for me, I like to see him be kind of that more like stoic, reserved, like thinking thinking creature that we know he can be versus like emotional turmoil mess. Because to me, that's who Gabriel is. Yeah, I mean, well, they're both emotional in different ways. Like, and it's what I loved at the end of last season was how Michael and Gabriel, we sort of, with that big reveal about their past, they sort of, we sort of got them flipped for a bit in mm-hmm. our minds. Like, Gabriel was trying to protect us, like, uh, protect humanity, and Michael was like, I'm being told to slaughter, I'm a slaughter. Right. Um, 
and I like that he's now question. Like they both have gone through phases of questioning, and Michael's now I think questioning just what it is to. He's questioning existence. Yes. Right at this point, and what he's question because um, the faith is the big thing, especially mm-hmm. in this town, is the big question of faith. Like, what does faith mean in a world where you know for a fact? That God exists. Right. Because the evidence is all around you. And not like people say today, the evidence is all around you. Like, look at the grass and the birds. No, <laughs> no the like, evidence is literally no, there. No, like, the world <laughs> is being scorched by angels who, like, know him personally. And right. Or, like, no, he, like, went on vacation and, like, ditched us. Um, he went out to the store for cigarettes and never came back. Uh, oh, man. I feel like that's... <laughs> um but this town is is existing in faith and michael has absolutely lost his faith because he for the first time in his existence doesn't know what's going on right. he doesn't have the answers or somebody to look to for answers there's nobody else that know without god there's nobody he's now in the same place that humanity is at yeah normally is like yeah. what do i do there's nobody putting me on a path right there's no one guiding him um, and so he wa- and we have this whole conversation about uh, faith with uh, with uh, what was it uh, Laurel I believe her name is I the actually, leader of the town yeah I actually this is bad but I didn't realize she we had her name yet I you know I hadn't heard it I I looked it up on IMDb um, I had I, I if they said it I missed it um, but but the internet solved that problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, Laurel um, is the town leader, and she starts talking. Uh, all your faith is something, and then Michael Michael's saying, "All your faith is something I admire. It's what compels me to stay and search for my own." Um, these people have such strong such strong faith that it is killing the eight balls around them. Yes, well, they also have that. Uh, that fire protecting them, and we know that Michael suspects that it is not God, that it is possibly we, uh, the fans and Zach have thought maybe it's Lucifer. We still haven't met. There are, uh, there are two sets of twins, so it's Michael and Gabriel, and it's Uriel and Raphael. Mm-hmm. And so we haven't seen Raphael either. Yeah, so, he's another possibility. He's absolutely another possibility. It's actually a she. This is things I Have, learned on Dominion.com. Oh, so they the did. Website. The website does confirm that the Raphael website confirms is that Raphael's a, a woman. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, for if Uriel is, then yeah. So it's two guys, two girls, and um, we haven't seen her yet. God's so... an equal opportunity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't seen um, we haven't seen Raphael yet, and we we know that there's probably Lucifer out there too. So mm-hmm. I know that when we talked, uh, we talked a little bit about this last week. But when we when we spoke to Vaughn last season, he he had some sort of at least thoughts on what Lucifer is up to, mm-hmm. and that he exists in this world, but not necessarily. We don't know how quick we're going to get him, or right. if he's around. The fire. I, I almost wonder if it's a red herring. Like, yeah. like you're supposed to think it's Lucifer, mm-hmm. like to draw, like to like make you like get hung up on that theory. But she did. Laurel did specify that a prophet did come to them and tell them to do this. They didn't just do it and it worked. Right. Some, some angel, an angel of some kind, 
Or you could, I think, I guess, argue it could have just been God. Somebody came to the town and told them to do this. Yeah, and gave them rules to live by. And I think that's, for me, that's one of the most interesting mysteries is like, who is this fire really from? Who is the prophet? And it, and if Michael is able to find this out, is it going to help him get some sort of direction? Well, I mean, whatever angel it is, he'll like he'll know them. Right. There's not that many archangels out there, I don't think. Right. Um. So whoever it is, he will be. If it's if it's Lucifer, he'll. I, th- I mean, I think I would think that Lucifer would be more powerful than him. Um. By nature of just being separate. Mm-hmm. Um. And like be, having. It, his own, do- I mean, it, depending on if they if hell exists in this universe, um, he has his own domain, and that would give him his own power. I wonder if confessing, so con- the confessing of the sins is a big thing in this town. Like it's not just lighting the fire, but it's also confessing your sins lets you go through the fire clean. So. That's a big... It's interesting to me because they take some of their um, mythology from existing faith. That's a big thing in the Catholic faith is, like, confessing your sins Mm -hmm. before God. But it's interesting because um, you also want to encourage people not to continue to do bad things, but... at the end of the episode, we have this guy kill Harper, and then he's like, now I'm going to go confess my sin. And you're like... He was super cavalier about yeah. it, too. He's like, I know I confessed all right, but I got some more to talk about, yo. I'm I don't like, think he said yo, but... I, I, yeah, but it felt like he would have. Yeah, like, that was his... Like his, It wasn't like he did it and he was, like, remorseful and he, like... It's like it had to be done. I need to go discuss. I need to go talk, like right. talk about this and get out this sin. Like that's not how confession works. I might be a Jew, but I <laughs> I like know the base. Like it's a, not just about like saying I did this thing. It's about repentance, right? And then it's about making a plan to say, okay, what can I do for my life so that I'm being a better person, so that I'm being a better member of this town. I understand that he thought he was being a good person by protecting Harper, but was the answer really to kill her? I mean, that seemed, that seemed rather, that seemed rather rash. But he is the person who was super angsty last episode, where he was like, Michael's in here with his weird clothes being weird, and we have to get rid of him. Yeah. Um... He's the town problem. Uh, I, you know, I, I wonder if the, if it is, if it is Lucifer and I'm just latching onto this theory because it would just, for me, it would just, that's so much fun to have that character in this, in this world. Cause I think that would just open up the drama. And it's so ironic because they probably don't imagine people forget that Lucifer was a fallen angel. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting because uh, this town, you would feel like if they knew that they were doing this all for Lucifer, they they might feel terrible. Oh, yeah. Well, well, what I wanted to say is that so they're confessing their sins while like their ritual is to put their hand in flame and confess their sins. I wonder if that's like feeding the sins to whoever it is that they're praying to. Like, if it's, like, confess, if, because it's not, if if it's cleansing them of their sins, I wonder if sins are somehow a power 
that's that somebody can use. I feel like the fire thing is another uh, just another mythology because fire can in not just water but fire can have cleansing effects too like mm-hmm. there are things like steel forge and fire and and uh and characters going through a, like a fire test um i think that's just another because the town is protected by fire i feel like that's that just would make sense to go along with yeah it. i mean fire as much as it brings death it also brings life like there like are a lot of like the forests like need to burn certain times to like let new life grow and like there are certain plants and animals that only thrive in burned conditions um so it's an interesting device like fire as a a worshipped thing has so many different facets to it so i'm excited to see who's behind the fire because i feel like fire could be fire could represent god or lucifer because you had you know it's the website makes a specific reference to uh the burning bush with moses Mm -hmm. and so god is associated with fire in that aspect but we also have lucifer associated with fire so um it could go either way i feel like with the big the big catch could be oh this is actually god when we thought it was something else, or the big catch could be the town has been doing what Lucifer told them to do. That's interesting. Um, I get, I have, there's one theory I saw online, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Hanko nine, Hanko Taro. Mm-hmm. Um, he, in his, in his recap of this was saying, what if, if it is Lucifer, what if it's Laurel? What if Laurel is just straight up, like Lucifer in disguise. That would or, be fascinating. Now that we know that if like because I didn't realize Raphael is a woman, mm-hmm. if she's Raphael. Yes. Although no, that do- actually I take that back. That doesn't stand to reason because Michael would recognize her because we we oh because it's his sister because we yeah. know that these that these are sense. they're like unlike the eight balls these aren't like they haven't taken over bodies of humans right. I guess you could work work in some like tricks or like. Switch it, body switching or some kind to hide probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be that that hard to explain away. But I but now that I say it out loud, like they're the, the cool. either way, cool theory. Um, before we move on from the from this whole like, uh, before we move on from the Laurel, what about what she tried to make out with Michael? <laughs> I like that. I you know what I liked, and that was another thing. Um, speaking to my wanting Michael to be less sexually promiscuous because I feel like there's power in suggestion. Mm -hmm. So I feel the stronger you create a mystery or the more you create the idea of something, um, the more you create tension, that's, that's going to have more power in the story. So when you have a bunch of people just like doing it orgy style, you're like, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> Jesse, Jesse Janity. I want to shout out to Jesse Janity, who's the first DJ that, or the first, yeah, the first, um, engineer. engineer I ever had when I worked on After Buzz, and he's here in the studio, and he was laughing at me for saying orgy. <laughs> um, I mean, but, this is, you'd be surprised on this show how often you have to talk about orgies. It's true, Jesse. It is true. You need to watch the show. Um, but I think the suggestion for the orgies. So, yeah, there's there's some hot season one has some happening. pretty big orgies. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like the power in this scene was the suggestion that something might happen between them. 
and nothing okay. did. I f- that to me was very powerful. That's why I find this town so powerful. It's like you have all of these mysteries surrounding it. You have this like bizarre sexual attention between him and Laurel, um, but he's trying to stay undercover. So he um, he makes Harper keep his secret that he's an angel. He is not revealing himself to the other people in the town. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Harper. I was so bummed out. It was. Uh, it, it's funny because um, a fan tweeted me. I don't mind, but we. I usually watch this show on the day that we recap it after Buzz because yeah, we have I usually, screening rooms here. I try to watch on Thursday nights, but I'm usually working, so I usually end up watching on Sundays. So someone uh, tweeted at me about Harper and Rose, and and it is a bummer because you're like, I was actually really like this character, Harper. I like that she seems to have known Laurel for a long time. They've been buddies, and it's kind of like a light and dark thing where Laurel seems to have found her place in the world, and Harper hasn't. And um, Harper is struggling with redemption. And I think uh, just as her story was getting interesting, it was cut short. And I was like, yeah, that's I mean, a bummer. Harper, I, I guess what we know about her is that she was living in this town, had an affair with a married man, presumably the See, that, like, the dick guy who's right. just like causing all this problem because he said I love you so but I see, assume it's him right well and the the other thing is is I wonder if what she said was a lie because the the dick man <laughs> I don't, I his name the dick I didn't man. catch his name <laughs> yes he's just the dick the dick man um he he seemed to figure out that she was lying and I don't know if he was just figuring out that she was keeping Michael's secret. Or if he figured out that she was lying about that and maybe she had something even bigger going on. I don't think she was lying about that because her hand was in the fire mm-hmm. while she was saying that she slept with a married man. Okay. And she wasn't getting burned while she said that. Um, so that was like getting her through the fire. But it was only when she said, I don't have anything more to say, that she started to get burned. So I think that that was true. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of who it was. If it right. was that guy or if it was somebody else. And is that, like, Laurel, the town leader, is that her husband? I like, hope They not. haven't really, they have, like, they, they like, sort of play it that way mm-hmm. because of just how much he's around. But they right. didn't, nobody's confirmed that. Right. Um, I think that probably next week we'll, we'll get a little bit of that clarified as to, yes. like, how this town is... Who all these people are in relation to each other. Um, Either way, I want to spend more time there because I'm just fascinated. I think just I'm fascinated because Michael seems fascinated. He doesn't know. This town, it's not just protected like at close range. Michael has that that eight ball way far away from the town and just dragging it a little bit closer, it starts burning. And so I'm like, this town is really protected. Not just kind of, but like seriously protected. Mm -hmm. Um, But with some rules, with some guiding rules that the whoever this prophet is laid down um, and they're protected. Um, I want more of Firetown. Yeah, Firetown. <laughs> um, so before we before we talk about uh, New Delphi, I'm really excited. Like we got mo- we got another town. Yeah, we got another town. Um, before we talk about New Delphi and and it, what is going on over in Vega with uh, Rose the Eight Ball and Claire. Um, I want to just quickly uh, give some iTunes shout-outs to you guys. Thank you so much for uh, for watching, everybody. All you guys in the in the chat roll as well. Um, thank you for tuning in, and uh, 
the the iTunes reviews are absolutely helpful. Like if you guys if you have haven't heard on our AfterBuzz uh, any any AfterBuzz shows before. The iTunes reviews absolutely help us. They help the shows become searchable. They help people know that these shows are watched, that they'll watch them too. And not just to watch the after show, but for shows that are on the bubble, the networks are absolutely looking at social media around it, including podcasts, including how you guys interact with it. It does help the show in the end as well. Um, so I want to give you some shout-outs. Uh, Carrie Ann Forty says, Awesome podcast. I find this podcast to be highly entertaining and a highly entertaining addition to my Dominion viewing experience. The hosts are quick, funny, and insightful. I greatly appreciate how they identify and discuss questions I find myself asking when watching the show. I would definitely, definitely recommend this podcast to all Dominion fans. Thank you, Carrie Ann. Um, Lana Weiss uh, says, I am looking forward to your thoughts on this episode, especially where the creepy cult town New Delphi and Rose are concerned. Not going to lie, I was sad to see Rose go. Um, also, I loved how slick Michael was with his lie that he came there to test their faith. Well, you know what? That's actually... Uh, that I found that to be really fa- fascinating because he says to Harper that he came on behalf of his father to test her. And I'm like, well, as an angel... I guess, like, there could be truth in that. Like, she could believe, like, oh, you came to do this. But it's like, as an angel, you can just go around and F with people. Like, I'm here to see you, but I'm testing you. You're just fucking with people's minds now. I mean, if I had wings, that's what I'd do. Like, if I got bored, I'd just walk around like, I am the angel. I I don't know. (laughs) Because you could get people to get you anything. You could be like, I want your soup because God said so. I want your soup because God said so. There's worse ways to use your wings, I guess. So it's a test of faith. <laughs> soup, soup test of faith. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, it does like it, it. He has power. Like just being an archangel, he has a, he has a lot of power, not just physically. True. Um, he has a lot of mental power over humans. Um, let's talk about New Delphi. I like how New Delphi is the opposite of Mallory. It's like this gritty, underground, urban town. This is like the real dystopian town. Yes. Like, it's not this little idyllic, like, white picket fence town. It's not this, like, crazy, high-tech Las Vegas, like, fortress. I feel it's like, like we carved can, this out of what was left. They can have any version. It's... They can have any version of a dystopian town they want because they've set up this this system where there are, like, little city infrastructures all throughout. So you can have the, like, dystopian sand wilderness and fire town, and you can have the industrial dystopia, or you can have yeah. the, like, political hierarchy dystopia. I mean, I guess they have, they, they have it all, and we yeah. don't even know. I mean, and then we have the all, like... Like the matriarchy yes. dystopia future somewhere else in um, the other city, Helena. Helena, thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's Arca's place. What is it? Um, yeah, in in Helena. So like, the, it's great that they have these different things. It doesn't have to all be the same, right? Um, and that's great. It, it makes it makes for a great variety. And New Delphi is especially unique because it is not like where. Uh, Mallory and Vega are humans mm-hmm. with like maybe a couple higher angels like running around. This is just like an integrated society, and they've trained uh, they've trained the eight balls, or they have the eight balls as humans, or they've trained them. 
I Maybe, didn't... It's not really clear. Yeah. Um, wh- like, what exactly it is, right? Like they, it, it, to me, it felt like the eight balls were just slightly higher, like, just more normal. Like, they were just like, oh, we can, like, be people here. Right. And they, we have them, we have it commented on several times in the, in the beginning of the episode how human-like they are and how, uh, Hex, that's the name of the guy who's, like, the town, the leader, right? Uh, Julian. Julian. Um, so Julian says, he's like, we treat them as equals here. Um, and I wonder if they did something to them, like the kind of psychology they used on Rose to make her, to make her become more human-like. Maybe, but this feel this is such a more massive scale. Mm-hmm. Like, it's basically just like all the eight balls in this town are normal. I mean, what, what Noma says is that some angels are more evolved than others, but she's never seen them act like that before. So human. Right. So I, you're right. There's something up. It's not just like a slightly higher like class of angels that have like taken over these like or that are these eight balls. It is the lowest class. What is it about this area? Maybe it really just comes down to being treated like a person. Yeah. Like wouldn't that be a great twist? Like it's not like magic. It's not. Like, we teased them with, like, psychological mind games of, like, here's the thing from your former life. You want the photo? Well, you gotta go seduce him, like, like seduce a guy and jump off a building. I do think on a certain level they did, they did approach Rose as more human, where it's like, oh, this artifact reminds you of something, you look beautiful wearing this. There was like a, there was like a normal-ish conversation Mm -hmm. happening. Was, they put lipstick, they put on, lipstick her on her and her. like complimented her. Right. Um and I think um with the mom who died at the end of last season, for her it was almost the same thing. She was being treated as completely human. Yeah, so she, so yeah, she I think had you have a point. emotions. Yeah. Like she just she was treated like a, a person, so she became a person. Right. Um that'll be that'll be interesting. I wonder if Alex is going to use his newfound, um, like, uh, exorcism or, like, exorcist powers. Yes. Uh, on any of the eight balls that are there. Or if if Julian would be like, no, that's messed up. I do like, I I do like Julian as a, as a contrast character as far as leaders go as well. Because he's a very different type of leader than the other ones. He's just this, like... He's kind of like this, like, ragged head of the Lost Boys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's very much like, I, we, like, we, you t- take care of yourself. Like, they're, like, he's like, the basic rules of, like, coexistence apply. You murder somebody, you're, like, an eye for an eye mm-hmm. is, like, the basically the only rule. Yeah. There. Um, He's watching Buster Keaton films in his yes. <laughs> in his boudoir. That was such a weird choice. Like he just, I guess that was what he found. He's like, yeah, I found this old Buster Keaton like Great Train Robber. It's only like a minute and a half, but I just watch it on repeat for <laughs> forever. I do like the effect it gave when they're in there talking or they're fighting, and you have this like 
this uh, flickering image happening on their faces. Mm-hmm. I like the effect that gave. And I like the story about um, are you brave or are you foolish, these decisions that you're making. Yeah. I mean, it's a fair question. It's a fair question of almost everybody in this show right now. Is like, are is what you're doing in your own self-interest? Are you doing what you're doing for other people? Are you doing it for yourself? Are you brave and you're fighting for others? Or are you foolish and you're going to just hurt everyone around you right are you making smart decisions Mm -hmm. we also know he's drunk i love that scene where he's like what should i do don't drink all my brandy (laughs) i mean hey it's the end of the world might as well go out it's true soaked in alcohol um but i mean the like while they're here so while they're here um they're gonna get they're gonna have to kill one of them potentially but then he's like gabriel's gonna show up and gabriel does show up right um with his like two like sidekick archangels um or higher angels i guess not archangels um and we get some winged combat yes some fighting and they make a point of saying that this base um that uh, new delphi has a lot of empyrean steel which if you remember is the only blade that can cut in that can kill an angel um, Michael got stabbed with them last year, last season. Um, and then we got the, we got like a simul fight. Uh, what do you think of like Gabriel's whole like time showing up here and like his little speech? Um, I mean, we knew it was coming. I think, I think the information that we take away from it is that, um, Julian starts to think starts to not believe Alex, like, whereas Alex, Alex did say that Gabriel was coming, but Julian is thinking, he's came, he came because of you. Like, you brought this down yeah. on us. Like, we didn't ask for it, you know? We're not, like, trying to, like, offensively fight a war. We're just, right. like, living. Right, exactly. And so, um, it, it'll, we of course know that Alex is going to have to come out clean from this fight that he's sending him into at the end of the episode. But um <clears throat> this will be his his one of his trials as the chosen one. Yeah. Um which he shows off his like it's kind of like, why are you here? And he's just like lifts up his shirt. Cause of these. And it's I like love, your abs, what are you doing? Like <laughs> I, I love though that the kid that uh that they exercised in the last episode. Yeah. I love that he's like, What? Tattoos? What? What's happening? <laughs> I wrote down the quote because it's so good. Because he just goes, Nice ink. Is that a bad thing? I, I'm glad we have him for comedic relief. When, yeah. when they when they were like, We have to kill somebody, you or the people with you, and I was like don't kill the kid. He's funny. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I almost want Noma to go more than him because he has, he's like a great, just like breath of like relief in right. like the this insane world. And it's in, it's interesting again, interesting because Noma um, Noma almost gets killed, and instead of like going full on angel, she's still protecting her identity for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Well, I mean, this is the, they happened upon these people and the first thing they saw was a higher angel, like, murdered and, like, pinned to a tree. Right. As a warning. So, she's like, these people clearly don't like higher angels. (laughs) Maybe I should stay undercover. Um, and she, I mean, she gets lucky that Julian comes along at that moment and has, like, a shotgun with steel shells. Right. 
good good planning on his part, I guess. Um, I like that uh, Alex like knew what they like the kinds of bullets. Like he's like he just sees him loading the shotgun. It's like Imperial Steel. Nice. <laughs> All his years in the Angel Corps taught him that. Yeah. <laughs> These custom bullets in a completely other city. He knows what they are. He knows what they are. Um, That's what makes him the chosen one. (laughs) Um, But so then, so Gabriel is like he kills his own guy. I guess was was that like I think his name was Nero. Mm -hmm. It's like is that like like he was it mercy killing? I felt like it was a mercy killing because wasn't he stabbed to begin with and. Like what else is he gonna do? Leave him there to spill out information? It's fair. So. It's fair. Um, so he's gonna leave, and he's gonna, like come back with his army, I guess. Um, and I wonder what Jul- so at the end, Julian is gonna test Alex. Yes. Um, in this room that other people, nobody else has ever come out alive. He needs to go in and get a key. Of like a some circular disc, like get a key that will prove that he is good enough, and nobody else has survived it. Um, I wonder what Julian's thoughts are on the chosen one. He clearly like knows what it is, right? Um, he knows the concept of the chosen one, but he's like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about like the legend of you. You have to be worth something i i would be surprised though if he was one of those people who was like in awe of him because of the legend of him i would think that someone from mallory might behave more like that towards alex versus someone well mallory they're they're worshiping the chosen one just the same as mm-hmm. uh in vega like they have the statue right like the I feel like I feel, I love that statue. It's so funny. <laughs> um, I feel like yeah, someone from Mallory might be more in awe, whereas Julian's just like, all right, come on, <laughs> do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean he's so. I mean he wants to see a pr- like proof in front of him. Right. He's he's very much a realist, and again, like maybe that's just why New Delphi has thrived the way it has. Is that he's like this is the world. These eight balls can talk. So they can probably think, what do they need? I'll offer them that, and then they can help me, and we'll just all live together. Because this, this is the world skill. we're in. This is the world yeah. we're in. Why are we going to kill each other just because right. we're different? It's interesting. Uh, he makes it. Um, it's almost. Even though uh, Julian's the head, it's almost more egalitarian than when you look at something that like Vega, where you're like, this is more organized. But people are set in this class system that they can't get out of. Versus yeah. exactly, like it's weirdly more. It, it they might not be as like fancy. They might not have like planes and bombs and nuclear power plants or whatever, or hydro plants, whatever they have uh, back at Vega. But everybody's on an even keel there. They're all like, it seems like a much more civilized society, right? You know, like at least socially. Um, well, we'll get into the, we'll get into what we think the the is going to happen with the room once we get to predictions. But before we do, let's um, let's talk let's talk real quick about Vega. Vega was like a, a shorter plot line this week. Yes, we have we have two assassination attempts, or not assassination attempts, but we have we have Zoe coming to try to kill Claire, and then we have Rose sent to frame David. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Rose the eight ball who's being trained like a dog by Arca. Right. Um, For some reason, and I can never tell this with Claire if she is actually thinking that David sent Zoe to assassinate her or if she's just using that as an excuse to try and manipulate him or play with him because I can't honestly imagine why someone like Zoe who was in a lower class like why she would think that that uh, Zoe would be in the employed by David or sent out by David to kill her and he makes a good point where he says he's like I, what would I gain from killing you it would just cause more chaos I, I think it comes down to who else could it be and that's a I mean that's a fair question because I don't have an answer for that. I feel like Zoe, um, I feel like two things. We don't know what happens to, what's going to happen to Zoe, but I feel like Claire is going to offer David's position to Zoe. I feel like that's what's going to happen because she stripped David of his position and she wants to get in good with the lower classes. We had this whole thing with the fire on the levels they gave to the lower class people and um, Zoe's telling her they're upset. You know, and so maybe Zoe is the face of a revolution, and maybe she's just going to put Zoe in David's position on the council. That would be interesting. That would certainly shake up everything that's going on in Vega. Um, it would it would shift the power structure. There would be instant like attempts to help out the V ones and move it into a more civilized society. It's interesting to see Claire attacked like verbally by Zoe for like not caring about the V ones when she's the one that's been fighting for them. And like granted she's fighting from the throne. Right. So and it's... no one knows that she's fighting. Yeah. When you're a V one and your your section of the yeah. hotel is on fire and you're starving, you don't see that. Yeah, you're not like, well she like made a good point in that one bo- closed doors board meeting <laughs> that time, you know. When she was reading to the children that one time. Yeah. <laughs> um that would probably actually just them off more is like so she thinks that that's that makes up for it that she comes down here and like reads a book to some right. little kids it's like that's great but you know i'm hungry like <laughs> yes and you're gonna have like a whole chicken when you get home right and claire's becoming more of a calculated character which is interesting she just becomes mm-hmm. more and more and more calculated yeah i thought she was all fluff and stuff when i first watched her like the first couple of episodes and then she she becomes very interested in blackmail. So do you think that Z- there's nobody behind Zoe's assassination attempt? I think it seemed implied that somebody else is, like, assisting her or manipulating her. I feel like maybe Zoe's part of an insurgent group. Like, Zoe's probably part of a group of people that want to come in and assassinate Claire. And I think it's smart of Claire if she did put Zoe in a position of power because they're... She's taking someone who, A, you know is, like, secretive and can fight well, and then you're keeping your enemies close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, we're going to have to find out, like, where, like, I don't don't take it at face value, personally. I think there's something else going on, and we're Mm -hmm. just, it's just a matter of time before we figure out exactly what it is that, or who it is that Zoe is uh, the front for. Um, What if it was Arika? I wonder if there's something... If Arika is... We know that she's manipulating of course. behind the scenes. We see her kill Rose the 8-Ball. Like, that was a sad moment because you feel like um, 
you feel like this eight ball is finally getting some like human qualities and some redemption, and she's gonna get her picture and she gets shot in the face. All she wanted was the photo. All she wanted was a photo. I do like the voice, um, the voice of the eight balls that it sounds kind of like disjointed, like over yeah. their own voice. Because it's, it's, I like that effect. It's uh, it, they're doing two voices because there's two people, people talking. Yeah. Really. Um, and it, it's a really cool way of doing it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's very interesting. Um, do you have any more thoughts on Vega and Claire and all that? No, it's a pretty okay. straightforward plot yeah. line. Um, it's interesting. I, I'm excited to see what happens now that Wheel is out. I really hope that he doesn't go away. Cause I yeah, like I, like, I like seeing Anthony Head, even though I don't think his character is a, like a complete villain. I think his character is like... Um, white collar crimes, you know, uh, he's he doesn't seem to me to be like. It could be more fun with him though. I, I think he has some reason. I should say. Yeah. I feel he has some reason in, in the way he thinks. I don't think he's entirely bad though. No, he's not. He's, and I like, but I like seeing Anthony Head in this kind of like complex situation, and I like hearing him put on an American accent. I think it sounds cool. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think this will give him more room to play. Yes. Like as an actor, when you throw him down into the gutter. And force him to either climb back up or escape to somewhere else, right. or what he's going to do with that. I'm interested to see. Yes. Um, let's uh, let's move into some predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Okay, next week it's episode two hundred three, the Narrow Gate. Um, and Michael is we see Michael confessing his sins, like. Seems like he's full on confessing, like everything. I haven't actually watched the previews, so okay. I did not um, know that. We we see the basically all we see see is him standing in that church, mm-hmm. um, it, with like, the the whole town gathered and his hand over the flame, and he is, uh, I think he he's confessing his his sins and like including like when he he's like I passed judgment. Um, I wonder if he's do like there wasn't anything he didn't say I'm like the angel, right. but I think he if he's confessing them in enough vague terms basically right. that like he's being honest with himself without revealing. Well, I mean, he did say. I mean, he alluded to his situation with Alex. He didn't have to say I am the angel protecting the chosen one, yeah. but he did. He did say he let Alex down. I mean. Yeah. The, the he said the the guy like a guy who I was m- more or less a son to me and I mm-hmm. be- I Betrayed. did wrong I did yeah. wrong by him, um, so I yeah I think we're gonna I think Michael is like basically he's like I I'm gonna see what happens here like what if I go through this process will the prophet whoever it is show themselves reveal themselves yeah. if I because if you feed like if we if we play with the theory that my, that they're feeding their sins to this person this angel or whatever michael feeding like angel of death level sins like they're gonna wake up and be like whoa what just happened right (laughs) what's going on in that little town i installed out in the middle of nowhere um and i'm excited to see that i think um uh what was i think we could see if uh Arika is trying to maybe game Claire out of the system. 
Um, I don't see. I don't really understand her end game because she's not going back to Helena. Helena. Yeah. So, um, but she's got something brewing. Yeah, she's got something brewing. But I'm just I cannot piece it together right now. Yeah, I cannot. It'll be interesting. And then um, Alex is going into this chamber. I think it's safe to say there's going to be this moment where the doors open and he walks out with the key and, like, a bunch of really confused people, like, in tow behind him <laughs> that he's just, like, like exercised. Like, yes. he's gotten the angels that are not eight balls anymore. And June's like, whoa, what just, what? I do think this is going to be a shining moment for him. He's going to walk out like, yeah, bro, check out my tattoos. He just lifts up his shirt. <laughs> uh that's what I say. Um, any last thoughts? No, that was it. All right. It. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for episode 202, Mouth of the Damned for Dominion. As we said before, next week for 203, Vaughn Wilmot, showrunner, will be joining us in studio to talk about the episode and the season. Yes, everyone is very excited. Um, so, yeah, be sure to tune in that. We're going to be live Monday night at 10 p.m. Uh, we will be in that time slot all throughout the season. We've also got some other guests that we're working on, um, and your viewership helps us get those guests. So hit hit us on the iTunes. See, Click that little thumbs-up button on the YouTube. It all helps. Uh, thank you for joining us. Jackie Brasky, if people want to keep up with you, where can One, two, three, JackieB.com. That's where my Instagram, my Twitter, everything's on my website. And you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also right now on The Strain with Jackie yes. and uh, on Sunday night's Killjoys. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.